Welcome back to Three Sisters in a Pod. It's Leanne, Courtney, and Stephanie. Hey, hey. So today we figured we would bring a different kind of topic. Um, we are going to talk about a crime situation that happened actually local here, the Trudy Appleby case. So let's go ahead and get started. Okay, um, Trudy Appleby was a regular 11-year-old girl. Um, it was August 21st, 1996. Her dad left the house around 9 a.m. to go to work. When he came home at lunch around noon for from work, uh, she was not there. Which is kind um, of expected in the middle of the summer. Right. And being 11, going to hang out with friends. Right. And she just got ungrounded, so he he figured she was out playing or whatever. Typical child. Um, then he got home from work, and she still wasn't there. So he called family, friends, mm-hmm. everybody he could think of. At first, like, he and her mom were accusing each other constantly of one of them or one of their family members taking her and then lying about it. Then they called, or he called the police, and... At first, they thought that she was just a runaway, so they didn't file a missing persons report right away. I don't think so. It took them nine days to start, like, actually say it was a, she was missing or abducted before they actually would start a legit investigation. They waited that long to tell the police? No. the Her dad told them immediately that day. The police waited nine days to actually say it was a missing persons case and to really put in like the media the media and, and the attention stuff. and the resources to try and find her oh wow and interviewing and they interviewed a neighbor of Trudy's and that neighbor said that they saw her leave at 9:30 a.m. with a man who looked to be in his 20s with dark curly hair in a four-door sedan silver gray um, vehicle. He had a baseball cap on. They said it was like a Chevy celebrity, which I don't think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I figured that, but I don't even think I've ever seen a picture of one. I don't know. I think they're boxy. They, I think they said it was a boxy car. But still nine days. Nine days. Especially when the neighbor is telling you she left with someone. Or do you think they waited to even talk to that neighbor until then? Uh, I know. I think the neighbor had said that, but they, her friend had also said that Trudy had been saying she was like talking to an older boy, but she didn't know if it was really true or not because she was trying to make an, a little boy in the neighborhood jealous or whatever. So they didn't know if, if it was a boyfriend she left with or she ran away, but the family didn't believe that because they had a, the dad and her brother, Sean. And her had a trip planned to uh, Utah. Utah, yeah. Like Salt Lake City or something, something yeah. around those lines. And that was another thing. She had saved up $200 for this trip. And then when her dad came home, she had only taken her swimsuit and a towel, not yep. the money. So obviously she didn't run. Why would an 11 year old girl leave with only a swimsuit and a towel and expect? I mean, she's not going to be running away. That's no. unrealistic. It's crazy. And she's 11. Like, she's she, she doesn't have a vehicle. Uh, she has no access to anything mm-hmm. whatsoever yeah. to be able to run away. 
Where would she run to? It, it doesn't even make sense. So I think after they found out from the neighbor um, the description of the person who she got in the car with, her dad immediately had suspicions of who it was. Yeah. From my understanding. He had him right away. Yeah. Because the day before she went missing, she had asked to go with with these people Mm -hmm. swimming and boating on Campbell's Island. Mm -hmm. And he had told her no. Obviously, he must have been uncomfortable with it, even though it was his friend and her daughter. Yeah, they were friends. There were people that, that he knew. And that she knew, which is obviously probably why she got into the vehicle, because she knew them. Mm-hmm. She was comfortable with them. Yeah. That's that's probably why she did that. So from the beginning, her dad, Dennis, believed that it was Ed Smith and then a possible accomplice of um, David Whipple. And David had also been charged with a sexual abuse case on a fem- family member around the same time that she was abducted and the family member was around her age. So that was also extremely, did not make him look good either. David was good friend, good friends with Dennis, her dad. It's always the one that's closest to you. It is. And Ed Smith, he, uh, he owned that kind of car too at that time. He did. And I think it was four days after she went missing, the car was scrapped. Why would you do that if you're not suspicious or guilty of something? I have no idea. And there was witnesses that saw Trudy with Ed Smith going out in a boat. There On were Campbell's Island. Yep, and there were witnesses that saw him going towards his boat with two life jackets. But because there is no body and no physical evidence, they can't do anything. And Ed has now passed away, I believe, in 2014 is when he died. And also, unfortunately, that same year, Trudy's mom also passed away from a drunk driver. She was crossing the street on the avenue and hit by a drunk driver. Yeah, and it took them from 1996 until 2017 to name them. How can you even take that long? Telling the story, it sounds like it happened fast, but it took them a long time to even, like, get to Ed Smith. Dennis had been saying it from the very beginning Mm -hmm. to look at them. Very, very beginning. But they didn't. And in that time frame, because they were investigating the families, because they were all fighting, saying, well, you did it, you did it, you did it. Yeah. So it took them forever to get to him. And by then, he had scrapped his car. The boat had been put in a barn somewhere. For 14 years. And then sold. So by the time that the police even went to go get to that boat... It had been wrecked and rebuilt, and they've taken, what was it, 500 swabs? 500 swabs sent to the FBI crime lab. And they still don't have the results back from that, and that was four years ago. Yeah, 2019, so a a little over three, yeah. All that stuff he did, the scrapping and all that, that should have been red flags to him, Mm -hmm. especially with the dad pointing them out. Yeah, because also you know your kid best, and if you know these people and there's obviously not – a good situation around it something's up nobody ever really wants to believe that their kid ran away either so police have to be i get that somewhat but at 11 did you really think about running away at 11 i don't know not, i hope not <laughs> i didn't not at 11 it, it, it depends on your home situation and what i mean what you got going on in your life 
You're going to take more than a swimsuit. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing. You're going to take more than a swimsuit and a freaking towel. You would take the money that you had saved up. And she would have told her friends. She somebody. Was feeling some type of way. Yeah, but at somebody. first they thought that her friend wasn't telling the truth. That is true. They there was, grilled her about it quite a bit. Also a situation, I think it was a couple years after she went missing, that same friend, Amber, was... Like, she had to get up in the middle of the night to go get, like, a glass of water or something. And she looked outside, and there was someone dressed in all black in her backyard just standing there. So she went and woke her mom up, and they called the cops and stuff. But they still, to this day, don't know who that is. To me, that sounds like somebody trying to intimidate her. Mm. She didn't even know anything. That That would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, they found footprints, but they never found the person. Yeah, because it was, like, sometime in winter, so they were able to see that in the snow. They also, her uncle Ray was also part of an organization for missing children or something along those lines. He teamed up and they had a search dog go out to Campbell's Island many years later. And this dog is trained to specifically smell decaying flesh. At this time, the Whipple home and the Smith home had been torn down. They're no longer there. But the dog went straight to that area of the land where their houses were and alerted that he caught a scent. But they still didn't find anything, unfortunately. This is still an active, ongoing case, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've put up, the police put up billboards, and... It was a couple years ago, and it said something like, you know something, it's time to say something, or something along those lines. Yeah, something like that. And I know at one point they had a a $10,000 reward for any information. I think that's, like, come and gone many times, since her disappearance because I believe they put another one up when they put that billboard up but it's been 26 years is that what we said Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing her flyers up at all the stores Mm -hmm. I think I was I would have been 13 when she went missing and I I remember it I remember it very vividly so then you would have been the same age you were the same age as her then if she was 11 and if you were 13 yeah yeah yep that's crazy it is you can't trust anybody with your kids but back then it used to we thought was safe yeah i think uh i think we were misinformed back then because back then it was always well they ran away they ran away they ran away that was their excuse for everything back when we were kids not only that but like there was no social media so stuff wasn't like out there like it is now you didn't have the internet and everything else you know what i mean like you didn't, but when we were kids, I I just feel like they, they didn't talk about things like we do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, abductions, sex trafficking, all that stuff. That stuff did not just start now. Right, right. It but just, it was never talked about when we were kids. Like stranger danger and stuff like that. We didn't talk about those kind of things because you... I mean, of course, we grew up in Alpha, too, so that could <laughs> could be a part of it. But when we lived up here, though... We were walking home from school, and that dude pulled up in his passenger door, mm-hmm. threw it open, and told us to get in. What? Oh, yeah. We boogied home. That was the scariest day. Like, I don't even think we ever ran that fast in our life. Where? And Moline, when we lived, you was a baby. God. We were walking home from school. We went to Lincoln Irving. Mm-hmm. And we were walking home, and I don't know. He just pulled up to the stop sign, threw his door open, and told us to get in. And we're like, uh... How old were you? 
I went to school there from second to I was either grade. in fifth or sixth grade. So probably third. So, so I you was had to be fifth. You had to be fourth or fifth because they only fifth. went up to fifth. So anywhere from seven to ten. I was ten. That's insane. And they went up to six because <clears throat> when you go to middle school up here, it's seventh, eighth. Depending on the school, yeah. John Deere is seventh and eighth. It was up to sixth grade there. I went there for fifth and sixth grade. I'm thinking of Alwood. Yeah, yeah Alwood is. Because that's when I went back there. Yeah. yeah, but I think I was probably in about fifth grade. I think I was like 10. So she was eight. That's crazy because when we lived in Mansur Woods, you know, Eagle Ridge was right behind there. I used to always ride the bus, but once I kind of figured out that it was right there and I could walk, I walked there and back all my, by myself all the time. And I, we were only there until I was in fourth grade, third and fourth grade, and that's it. Eight and nine. That's insane. But also, when we were walking back and forth, like, generally, there was a lot of kids that, like, there was probably 15 of us that walked the same route. I mean, there was some of us, yeah, but it definitely wasn't that big of a, a group, I would say. Yeah, because there was a lot of kids that lived around us. Yeah. So it was, there was a lot of us walking together. But still, somehow, Stephanie and I somewhat got separated from the group, and he kind of pulled in there and the nerve people have these days just blows my mind it really does it's getting well, crazy it is it wasn't these days that was you know 28 years ago it's just getting worse <laughs> it is just getting worse i just aged myself that's okay <laughs> you don't that's look fine. a day over 29 it's all right oh, okay perfect thank you <laughs> <laughs> Um, but if you do have any information and you know anything about this case, you can call Crime Stoppers um, at 309-762-9500. Or you can also call the Moline Police Department. And you will be anonymous. We do know that, um, or at least the police know that people know stuff. They just won't come forward. And they think that family, friends, or acquaintances still know information and they won't come forward. Ed Smith is dead, so, I mean, nothing can happen to him now, so there's no point in protecting him anymore. Well, his son-in-law still is, because he claimed that he seen them together, but he had no part in it. Okay, that doesn't even make sense. David would have been the one to have to pick her up. Ed Smith wasn't in his 20s. No, and I, I don't know, but the police believe that Whipple had much more to do with it than just seeing him. They just no no one in that family will cooperate whatsoever with the police. Ed Smith had been interviewed numerous times. Whipple has been interviewed numerous times. And he admits to witnessing them together, but he yeah, will not, won't say anything further. Which I don't understand how him witnessing them together isn't enough to they, do something. Puts them with her. Yeah. I mean, he's not alive anymore, so they can't. But still, you look at it, it and you're like, "There was enough there." I I, I think those that shows. a lot of it, though, he died before they knew a lot of it. Is the way that I'm taking it. Yeah, I mean, I think they had their suspicions for a long time, and he was interviewed and stuff. But I think that they didn't know a lot of what they know now until after he died. It, yeah, and you can't prosecute someone after they're not alive anymore, but. But no. you could at least call it a soft case. I mean, 
But I think the reason they haven't and it's open is because, unfortunately, her remains have never been found. And that's the biggest thing that I understand is the family just wants to know where, what they did with her. They want to lay her to rest properly. Yeah. And she deserves that, and so does her family. They deserve some closure. Most certainly. There's no reason. Call anonymously and tell where the body's at. Exactly. You don't have to say your name or anything like that. Just anonymously call and say where where they How put How can her. you hold that in for 26 years? I don't know because, for, first of all, I, I can't even hurt a fly, so... <laughs> Without crying about it, so I don't know. But I, I think if I would tell on myself, like if something. Yeah, I, I couldn't hold that in. I would go mental. Literally, I would end up in a mental hospital or something trying to hold something like that in. It's got to haunt you. Yeah. But you're talking about people who sexually abuse children. So they have zero moral compass. They're, I was watching a show, like, they say those are the those are the most dangerous people that are like short-tempered and have like a sexual desire hurting them during sex too that's just what they assume happened is that she was taken out on this boat and then sexually abused and threatened then she would threaten to tell her dad and they knew that was going to be bad so they got rid of her but the reality of it is uh maybe it was an accident you know maybe you know, I mean, they don't really know. They know that Ed Hatter, yeah, did. You know, they he was involved was, somehow, somehow with her disappearance. He there was something. Well, it was whether it was an accident or there was abuse there. He had something to do with they're it. They're just going by his history and yeah, life witnesses choices, and whatever. But she, he was the last person with her. Now she's gone. You you did something. Mm-hmm. The police just assume that it was, you know, they don't think it was just him. Right. They obviously think that Whipple had something to do with it. I don't know if they believe that it was the two of them doing something to her and then they got rid of her. Or if, you know, Ed did something and called on his son-in-law like, hey, you got to help me deal but- with this situation or what. But I don't totally believe that because Whipple had to have been the one to pick her up. It couldn't have been Ed. If witnesses are saying he was 20s, Ed wasn't in his 20s at that time. Well, I think that Whipple had to have picked her up anyway because why would Trudy have... It would make more sense for it to be Whipple anyways because he would be like, oh, hey, my my daughter's at home. She yeah. wants you to come play. Right. Or, I, hey, we're going to go out on the boat. I called your dad. Your dad says it's fine because her dad had just told her the day before no. Right. And at that age, if you know this person, you know they're around your family a lot. You know that's your parents' friend, whether it be mom, dad, or, or together. Why wouldn't you believe them? Yeah, I know. But I, and honestly, a lot because of Trudy Appleby, like, me and my kids have a safe word, all kinds of stuff because... When it comes to abuse of children, a lot of times it is someone very close that Mm -hmm. that your family knows or a family member. I mean. And my kids wonder why I don't ever want anybody at my house. (laughs) And I'm not trying to be mean, but, like, I don't want to be responsible for someone else's kid that I don't know. What if something happens? At, At least at this age. When they get older, that's one thing. But at this age. Wouldn't you rather them at your house, though? That's what I was just going to say. I would. I would, 
Because my kids also aren't allowed to go anywhere unless it's family. I'm weird. I always had kids at my house because then I knew that my kids were safe. So my kids have only been with three friends and that's it. Otherwise, it's always family. Trust easily enough when it comes to my kids. I'm pretty lucky. I have a group of friends that I can trust with my kids and I don't worry about it. That's why I got sisters. <laughs> we know this case is very widely known, especially in our area, but I don't think it ever hurts to talk about it and bring awareness to it because some people may not know all the facts or not know certain information that maybe they could think of something that they know that happened or just more awareness. Yeah, I didn't even know that they had any kind of podcasts about this until we started, started doing research. research. Yeah, I didn't either. Seeing it because I guess I guess we kind of live in our own bubble or whatever. <laughs> it's I mean it's so talked about here. There's Facebook pages mm-hmm. that you can follow. All you have to do is go on Facebook and put in Trudy Appleby, and you'll find them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, I think one of our good friends runs it. Uh, yeah, it's at the time. Is it Amber? I think it's that Amber. Yeah. Okay. She's she speaks out quite a bit about this case because that was her best friend. Mm-hmm. She said, and um, even after she went missing, she would go down to Trudy's mailbox every day before school. Oh my gosh! And just wait to see if she would meet her. Like she's her and her mother both. Um, I know. Uh, really speak out about it the story that stuck with me when i was doing research was um trudy went up to amber's house and knocked on the door and asked her mom she just said do you have any kids i can play with there was like no introduction (laughs) nothing that was it yeah she was a pretty outgoing Mm -hmm. little girl they actually still have a vigil every year on august 21st Mm -hmm. her best friend really Still advocates for her and speaks out and does which what is, she can. Which is amazing 26 years later. I mean, not that you shouldn't be doing that, but how many people can you say that you know would do that for you? Right, I mean, especially being, well, so. I mean, Trudy was 11. She was about to be 12, uh, less than a month, September 4th, less than a month after she went missing. But uh, Amber was like 13, I think. Yeah, I think she was like a year older than her. So, I mean, being so young, and it, it obviously had a very big impact on her, something that right, she's just kept fighting for. It is sad. By the way, we're only going to do one crime episode episode a month. We're going to do different We got to get back to the funny shit. Yeah, we're going to do different topics every week, something... <laughs> This is just yeah. We had we had a request that we do some murder. We did. We did mystery, have a request. So that's why we're doing that once a month. Who requested it? Your brother-in-law. Mm. He said we need to do something better than just funny. We need to do some kind of murder. He better be one of those listeners. <laughs> He's not. He hasn't listened to it. No, he refuses. He said that's cheating to get to get listens. Um. Then he can't what? make requests. He yeah. doesn't even know any, what any of our shows about. He doesn't hear it. Exactly. That's ridiculous. He needs to be listening to it. Uh huh. That's your guys' yeah. brother-in-law. Okay. Anyway, I know we got off on a tangent there, but 
If you know anything, you need to tell someone something. It's uh, Crime Stoppers number 309-762-9500. And we'll see you back here next week. Bye. Bye.